Haunted Travelers Podcast, your weekly dose of theme park news and entertainment. And now, here to talk all things coasters, theme parks, and even more, here are your hosts, Jack Lathrop and Chris Jones. Welcome back, everybody, to the Twisted Travelers Podcast. It has been a while. As always, I am Chris, and I am joined by my co-host, Jack. Jack, how's it going? It's going good. We're back after six weeks off. You you got to avoid us for six weeks. We're, we're sorry it didn't last longer, but it's time for us to serenade your minds again. Yeah, I mean, you could always just click off. If, if that's what you want to do, that's perfectly okay with us. We don't mind. Hey, no, no that's why we're food. putting all the announcements at the beginning of this episode so that you get bored listening to announcements before we get to the actual fun stuff. That's right. So, we're, we're trying um, yeah. to make you we're trying to make you leave. I mean, hey, somehow, even though we were we didn't release a single episode, we, oh no, I take that back. We released one episode in January, but we have not released an episode yet in February. We still have had over two hundred downloads since we've been off. So, I mean, if TVR can do it, it can't be that hard. I mean, fair. We <laughs> love you guys, but fair. So, but yeah, this is season two. It's the same thing but there's more new stuff and it's gonna be longer and it's gonna be a lot of fun so let's get in uh start with um all the announcements we have chris i'll let you take the first one okay discord we have a server it is now live and the link will be in the description uh if you join you will be able to have a lot of interactivity with the show with both of us we'll always be in there chatting with you guys and you can throw in questions for us. It's just a better way for us to reach our audience and just a place for you know you guys to hang out with each other. And we'll all be there having a good time. So come on in. Come join us. Yeah, it's the start of our little community. We want to like build a community, hopefully get to a point where we can do some sort of meetup or something. And So right. yeah, it's, that's the beginning. This is an idea we had way back in season one, but we've waited till now to launch it. So it's live. Join it if you want. That's right. Next thing, this is the this is a big one. Our Patreon is now live. Give us money. So, yes, give us money. We already have two patrons. Uh, we're gonna. Sh- I'll go ahead and shout both of them out since they were both so fast to join. One of them is Jaden from right. I got that right. Yes, I did. Woohoo, Jaden. Uh, you probably know him better as Peninsula Thrills on Instagram, and our other one is one of our new friends. Um, he, we had him on last season, Bryant Coaster365. Those are our two patrons we have so far. Thank you both. Um, but yeah, so when we sat down, when we said we wanted to do a patron, we were like figuring out how we wanted to do our membership levels and everything. And I think I had the fun idea. What if we parodied Six Flags? Well, that's what everybody does, so might as well. So, yeah, so you can get your gold, platinum, diamond, or diamond elite membership. Or if you really like us, you can get your Jersey Mike's elite membership, which is a nod to our good friends at the Drunk Riders. Uh, Memberships start at a dollar. They go up to 20, I think. Um, And each level gets you new perks. You get your name on the show at certain levels. You get access to a a special Discord uh, channels. Um random tidbits in the mail on us as jack feels like sending them 
and this is probably the best one. So we're, we're parroting Six Flags. If you join our Patreon by March 31st, I am going, no matter what level you join, I'm going to mail you a Twisted Travelers membership card for that level. I've posted the picture on our Twitter and Instagram. They are hilarious. I have a bunch of them sitting right here next to me. So yeah, if you join at the gold level, you're going to get a gold membership card. If you join at the Jersey Mike's Elite level, you're getting a Jersey Mike's Elite membership card with a picture of Mike's face on it, which is, yeah. As Gal Gadot. Yep, as Gal Gadot. So that is a perk only for the first about month this is live. After March 31st, that perk goes away. We're never doing membership cards again. I say never. We might eventually, but for now, March 31st is the deadline to get a Patreon membership card. That's so, right. Six Flags makes it too easy that's... to make fun of them. Yep, that's the truth. So yeah, and all the money you, if you donate to our Patreon, all the money goes to hosting the podcast, which it's about $100 a year to host the podcast server. And then we would eventually like to be able to buy a custom URL so we can, you know, be more professional. So that's what the money is going towards. We appreciate it as you do. And we're going to, we'll get to some of those perks. We'll reveal more perks as we go on. So, all right. Next up, just, you know, a, a little tease, but we have a lot of guests coming your way for this season. We had a lot of people last season for just our first season. We had some huge names that I didn't ever thought we would have had for our first season. And we'll have some returning. We'll have some new people. It's just going to be a whole lot of fun. We're really excited for this season. And yep, we already not, got like, some people in mind. Oh, yeah. So to drop, so I'll drop a couple of names of people that were on last season that are going to return. They're people that ha- weren't on last year that are coming on for the first time. Think, um, let's see. Think Sarah and Scott, Taylor. Um, then those are some of our returning guests. Of course, the drunk riders will make themselves known as always. Um, but then we've also got some new guests coming on, like Daniel from DP Photo Page on Instagram is going to be joining us. So lots of guests in store. Right. And our last little bit of just quick announcements. There's going to be a lot of trips this year. This is going to be a huge year for trips, so expect a lot of trip reports and a lot of reviews. And Jack has one last thing. Yep, uh, yeah, so trips, lots of trips starting this coming weekend. Uh, But the other thing is if you've been following my Twitter, and yeah, we're going to get to that. If you've been following my Twitter and Instagram over the last week and a half or so, you'll see I've started this uh, 30-day design poster challenge um, trying to... Pretty much every day I'm designing a poster for a random ride. We've done Fury, um, Hypersonic XLC, Thunderbolt, Asia Nika, Helix, just to name a few. I'll even drop, there's going to be a Terran one. I'm working on that one right now. Um, so those are coming out daily, but they are for sale on my Redbubble site. You can get them on like a magnet for like two bucks, or you can get them on like a sheet middle print for like a hundred bucks. All, some of that goes back to me, and most of what I make there is going right back into this podcast or photography for y'all. So, all right. So uh, to round that out, give us money, and we got exciting stuff coming up. This is going to be a good season. <laughs> yeah, give a yeah. 
I think we should just let the people in. When we finished season one, and we we spent six, we spent a couple of weeks just not thinking about it, and then when we started gearing up for season two, we realized, and I think we've just come to peace with the fact that we are the parody podcast. We parodied the Drunk Riders. We parody Six Flags. So yeah, just just give us your money. Mm-hmm. There'll be yep. a lot of parody stuff. I mean, the more money you give us, the more chances you get at having your input in the podcast. That, that is also that's true. You can also make the, the show. I know. Hey, first one of you that gets 20... There's a... Uh, okay, one more little secret. There is an episode penciled in called the Patreon-only episode where we're pretty much going to have as many of our patrons on and just let them decide what we talk about. It's going to be... Too. I think we're going to... Yeah, it's going to be like I a two-hour timer and you have two hours to make us talk about whatever you want. We already have a couple of questions from the Discord in here. So if you want to hear our opinions on something or just anything at all, Join the Discord. Let us know. Now, let's get into what we missed. Yep. So, uh, quick update for those of you, because I know we got some new listeners while we are gone on our old listeners. This is usually, we won't have announcements at the beginning. It'll be, hi, here's what happened this past week with weekly news. This week, it's called What We Missed News, because there's a lot. Um, Speed run time. Yep. Okay. Back and forth. You start. Okay. Uh, Jersey Devil is now complete. Yay. Uh, Stunt pilot. We've got footers on site or footers poured. Supports are on site and track work is scheduled to start in the next couple weeks. Velocicoaster continues to tease me. The trains have really cool lights and there's dinosaurs everywhere. Lots of cool theming. It's really coming together. Please open soon. Uh, Monster at Groneland is complete. Trains are on track and good lord that ride looks intense. Uh, Abyssus is Maverick 2.0. It's actually testing now, and oh my gosh, the pacing on this thing looks ridiculous. Also, that color scheme. What about the top hat? The top hat looks weird. I'm not a fan of it, but hey, it's probably going to feel good. Yep. Uh, continuing with European goodness, Conda is testing, and when are we getting one of these in the States again? Because I need that thing Forget in Forget the life States. Now. We're flying to Belgium. This, as, soon as, Bel- as soon as we can fly to Belgium, we're going, because that is... Ooh, it's so good. Well, we gotta wait for Ride to Happiness as well. Okay, great white track work. Uh, yeah, that's going on at Maury's Piers still. Looking good, looking good. This ride, I, I always kind of low-key wanted to ride it, but now I do even more. Okay, yeah. here's, a, here's a big one. We might actually have to talk about this next one. Okay, so Racer at Kings Island is getting track work from Gravity Group this go-round. Uh, if you'll remember, what was it, two years ago, Great Coasters International GCI retracted the turnaround on Blue Racer. For some reason, Cedar Fair and Kings Island chose to go with Gravity Group, and they're not just retracking a small section; they're retracking both sides the entire runout. So, okay. First thing I want to say about this: shout out our boy John Mike, the Gravity Group fanboy. We were talking about this a lot, uh, but this is huge because, like. If Cedar Fair actually works with Gravity Group, that's super exciting. I mean, you remember our second ever episode? Oh, gosh. Okay, <laughs> go back and listen to that, fellas. That's probably one of the most fun episodes no, we've don't. had. We, we just talked about Dorney's GCI, or not GCI, Gravity Group so much. We've spent a good 45 minutes talking about the I really liked re- recording that, a, that one. Okay, that was a ton of like fun to record. I felt bad for uh, my dad who is our uh, producer like executive producer make sure we do everything right he had to listen to that after i'd already bored his head off earlier that day talking about it 
Sorry, Dan. Uh, but anyways, Gravity Group and Cedar Fair, you you, you gotta love it, because they can get family woodies, they can get stuff like the coaster that's going to Dorney, like Switchback, medium-sized, compact wooden coasters. Or could you imagine a voyage? Now, I know it ain't gonna happen, but could you imagine a voyage? Just throwing it out there. I mean, yeah. I wish. Okay, back to speed running. Now that we've had <laughs> our little tangent out of the way, uh, Mindbender at Six Flags Over Georgia's track work is complete. It wasn't complete when we went in January. Yeah, we went in January, but we weren't recording then. Uh, yeah, we did. We recorded an episode after that. We did. Did we talk we did. about that? We did. Oh, we did. Yes. Okay, it wasn't finished when we went, but now it is, and uh, we missed mm-hmm. it again. Sad. Yep. Anyway, uh, and next, Primordial is opening. Hold on. 2023? What the heck, Lagoon? I, I don't know what's... I, I have nothing to say about this one. I just don't know. I, I will uh, to use one of my favorite quotes. Thank you, next. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, SeaWorld over God. here just trying to play freaking mind games with all of us has changed. Not They've changed what they say on all their websites, not once, not twice, but like 50 times now. So it went from opening 2021 to opening soon to opening summer to now it says anticipated opening 2021. Just say Iron Gwazi opening 2022. We get it. It's never opening. It's fine. Whatever. Non-ornament. Instead of teasing me so much, just let it be known. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, uh, I think they're just enjoying teasing you. That's really what it boils down to. I hate SeaWorld. Yeah, me too. Okay, Cedar Fair is opening. um, What are you doing? They're being the conservative child. Uh, Most of their parks are opening between, like, May 14th and May 20-something-ish. Yeah, this makes no sense from a business standpoint, as we've pointed out countless times six flags was opening pretty much all of their parks nationwide before this dollywood and silver dollar city open in two and a half weeks um yeah it uh it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to anybody i don't think but hey you do use cedar fair it's just gonna keep people from being happy i guess i mean that's pretty much what they do well so yeah, I'd say so. Um, okay. Cheetah at Wild Adventures is done. Like, Rip. Ugh. The only interesting coaster. The only interesting coaster. I was going to go there this year. Now, I mean, why even bother? I mean, if I need credits at the end of the year to get to 300, maybe. But I, I don't. There's no point, really, other than that. Yeah, uh, I mean, from what we've heard, it wasn't a great ride anyways, but... Better than clone and clone and clone and clone. Also true. So, okay, this next one just makes me laugh. Evermore Park, which I had never heard of until this story, is suing Taylor Swift, or has tried to sue Taylor Swift, because her album, Evermore, the name of her album infringes on the name of their park whatever this is hilarious um i have a really good feeling the album is better than the park so 
Uh, yeah, you're probably right. I mean, I've I've heard that it's just like a permanent renaissance fair, which doesn't really interest me. But it was just funny. Yeah. It was just uh, this is a funny. weird move. Um, yeah, probably not. Smart. Hey, if they wanted the publicity, they got it. I think they took all publicity is all publicity is good publicity way too seriously. Yeah, probably. Just not a good move. Uh, this this next one. <sighs> this makes me sad. Anyways, the ultimate at Lightwater Valley is closed for 2021. Maybe forever. And, if yeah, it closes forever, I'm pissed. Oh, yeah, that's a ride that's been on my bucket list. It's, it's on everyone's bucket list because it's the ultimate. It is the British beast. Yeah, I mean, it, it just, uh, it's not going to, like, break your top 25. It's a weird ride, it looks like, but I want to ride it. I mean, it's, yeah. is it 8,000 feet, or is it just short? Like I think set, it's just short. It's just short. It, yeah, I want to ride it. The ultimate. It's 7,442 feet long. Okay, but yeah. the sad thing is getting on RCDB and seeing SBNO since 2020. Uh, that Please don't close. Please don't close. Okay. Yeah, we, that we've got another weird sad. one. Um, Big Apple is reopened. After trying to derail and not reopen, it is reopened. Apparently, it's not awful now. I struggle to believe that, considering. I mean, if you've listened before, you know our you know our opinions on Premiere. But uh, Big Apple Coaster is on. I I actually do want to try it now. I mean, I wanted to try it no matter what. Uh, but... for the credit, but now I'm like actually kind of have excitement to try it. Uh, that's a word I never thought I'd say with Big Apple Coaster, but yeah, there I, was very there was a lot of hesitation in your voice. So I know, uh, yeah, no, I actually do kind of want to ride it now just to see. You know, I mean, weird Togo layout. Why not? Yeah, I mean, might as well. Um, okay, next up, Playland's Castaway Cove just like went up in flames. I I don't. I didn't see anything about a reasoning or what happened or anything. None of the rides yeah. got damaged, so that's good. Yeah, and they have already stated they plan to rebuild and they want to be open as soon as possible, and they're going to use their alternate gate while they rebuild. So, good, good for them. Um, this next one, Desperado, just keeps on trying to cling to life. <laughs> yep, so it was said that it's still doing its yearly maintenance runs uh, just to like keep it alive, I guess. But they're not operating it. I don't know what's going to go on with that. But if it does open and like have a steady operating schedule, I'd love to try it. Oh, see, that's one of those things. As soon as like it's open and operating consistently, I'm probably going to try to get out there and ride it before it bites the bullet for real. Yeah, I'd do the same for sure. Same with Ultimate. If Ultimate reopens, I'm figuring out a way to get to England and riding that. We'll thing. take a boat. We will take a boat. We will swim if we have to. So sounds good. Um, how to light this Twitter on fire? If I mean, there's so many easy ways to do that. Just relocate a water fountain or something like that. But anyways, they're ending its change the Woody costume. <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> they're ending the annual pass program at Disneyland. Uh, I can't even. 
interesting move. I mean, I'm sure they're just going to bring back passes in a different way. But for now, they're done. No annual passes at the moment. Yeah, I mean, it all, it honestly makes sense, though, because when you look at Disneyland has always been the locals park and so much of their um, so much of their toll or their turnstile numbers came from their pass holders that getting rid of their pass holders is going to make the parks less crowded. But and that was the one thing I noticed when we were at Disneyland. It is tiny. That park is not built to handle Disney World levels. It is built like a Hershen Park. Tiny paths, very, like, immersive. It's, yeah, that park is tiny. Mm-hmm. So Who knows what's going to happen there? But this Twitter was upset about it, as they usually mm-hmm. are. And this is the most recent piece of news, because it happened today. Um... And by the time we have recorded this, after the recording, it is still speculation. When this is recorded, it will the final announcement will have been made. Everything is looking like Hershen Family Entertainment is going to be buying Kentucky Kingdom. We have heard from a lot of people and also argued with some people uh, whether this is a good move or a bad move. I mean, I think it's a good move. It, it's going to have sustainability. They're not going to... Okay, so the, here's the common argument to get, I've heard, like, why Hershen is going to ruin Kentucky Kingdom. They're going to Wild Adventure. No, Wild Adventures is in a crap location. That is its main problem. If it is in the middle of nowhere, it's three hours south of Atlanta, it's three hours north of Tallahassee or whatever. Like, no one is driving there for a mediocre park. Kentucky Kingdom is in the middle of a city with a bunch of tourism already. Yeah, and I mean, a it was family-owned and still getting consistent, good, and pretty expensive for a family-owned park investments very often. I don't see... I, if, if a f- small family-owned park is getting those investments already and it gets bought by a chain and it's making money, I don't see why that chain is not going to invest in it as well. Mm-hmm. We also, having... I've never met... Actually, no, I have met Ed Hart. Um, I don't know him personally, but I know people who do. He is not the type of person who would sell that park if he didn't believe the people he was selling it to would do good for it. Mm-hmm. The one thing, and I know a bunch of, we have a bunch of friends... <clears throat> the drunk writers that are disappointed is if Hershen does buy it. Hershen is notoriously a dry company. I cannot name a single one of their, um, well, actually, I cannot, none of their theme parks, Dollywood and Silver Dollar City and Wild Adventures, sell alcohol at the park. Wait. And, um, yeah. Hold on. Uh, this is something that I completely didn't think about. Do you think Keys to the Kingdom is in jeopardy now? No. You don't think so? No. Good, because I want to ride Lightning Run again this year. Um. Yeah. So that's the one thing I and I understand, but I also could see them having figured out a deal to keep it in the park, especially since it is such bourbon, especially it's such a staple of that part of the country. Um. So. Right. We will know tomorrow morning. I'm going to be watching the press conference because I got nothing better to do. So yeah. Um, by the time this comes out, we will know what is happening for sure. But all the speculations there, um, 
they're said they're having a press conference with an unknown buyer, but the buyer has an, a, a Georgia address with the exact same address as Hershen's address. So it kind of makes sense. But just going on the limb and guessing it's going to be. Yeah, it's Hershen. So. Whew, that's all the news. That's a lot of news. Huh. Well, let's get hey, to we still made it through in like 15 minutes. So. That's what okay. they call a speed run right there. Yes. Okay, you get the wheel. We are back with Ride of the Week this season. One of our favorite segments from last year. It's going to be one of our favorites this year. And we are kicking it off with probably the stupidest one we've done yet. We are doing bad Vacoma clones. So our choices for the next four weeks are going to be all Vacoma SLCs, all Vacoma Boomerangs, all Vacoma First gen- Generation family suspended coasters and vacoma flying dutchmans so we're gonna AKA spin our wheel Nighthawk. aka nighthawk firehawk was a decent ride but nighthawk just tanks that yeah so we're gonna talk about one of those over the, the uh, we're gonna talk about each of those over the next four weeks this could get entertaining you ready <laughs> yep all right i'm spinning dun, 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 dun. and we got <laughs> Probably the worst one of all. SLCs. Ah, to quote Taylor Bybee, uh, that is short for sucks like crap. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> 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 uh, that is a joke that most like of his Taylor. fan base will not get because they probably have not seen that parody. It's so oh, old. That's fantastic. Thank you for that. Uh yes, if you haven't watched Vacoma or haven't watched Vacoma, if you haven't watched the Vacoma SLC parody, this was one of the first parodies he put out. And at the end, I think the final line was, "Yeah, it's short for sucks like crap." So, okay, you want to start or me? I'll let you start because you've only written one of these. That's right? right. I have only written one, and it is uh the everlasting T three, the the ultimate ride. Uh, it cannot be beat. It is easily my number one. Uh, no, but really, yeah, it's it's pretty awful. Uh, there's no head banging on T three, but there's other like, pain. There's yeah. a lot of other pain. Then everything below the waist is getting torn off, so that sucks. I mean, people call Sky Rush Thigh Crush. I'm pretty this sure the T the just truth. stands for Thigh Crush in T three. Uh, yeah, Skyrush's restraints uh, ain't nothing compared to this. It's rough. It shuffles. It rattles, and it hurts everywhere. And it's not good. And I don't want to ride another one, but I need credits because I'm a coaster whore. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's see. How many SLCs have I ridden now? I think I'm up to three. How I've lucky done... you! Let's see. I have done T three. After no, what is the one at Canada's Wonderland called? I don't care. <laughs> That's how much I don't like that ride. I don't even know what it's called. Flight like, deck. Flight deck. Yes, it's flight deck. Um, flight deck, and then um, Thunderhawk at Michigan's Adventure. So Thunderhawk is the best one because Michigan's Adventure gets no new rides. They just put all of their money in maintenance, maintenance, so they actually keep that ride running good. So Thunderhawk is actually a decent ride. I mean. It's no B&M invert, but it is not T3. So, uh, 
flight deck is just one of my least favorite rides ever. It gave me a headache. It was awful. We had to wait for it. And it was like 90-something degrees. And the Canadians don't know what ice cold coke is you want ice cubes for your coke no so you want get coke at canada's wonderland it's 95 freaking degrees so i had a headache after riding that ride okay buddy chill it's okay <laughs> and then t3 i actually have some really fun memories with t3 despite the ride being complete crap um there's one that stands out in my mind of Jefferson with a megaphone screaming at Scott and Sarah as they went by on it. And you, we just heard Jefferson go, how was that ride? Um, meanwhile, Sarah's just screaming her head off bloody murder because she wants off in pain. And then they hit the break run and Jefferson just yelled at him through a megaphone. That was a- T3's lucky it's a meme or it would be hated on so much more. I, the, I mean, it- the only thing the ride has going for it is that it's become a meme. Oh yeah, no. There's, I feel like if they ever like say they're gonna tear that thing down, Jefferson's gonna get on top of it. They're not. And say going hit to. it with a freaking wrecking ball while I'm standing here. That's the only way you're getting rid of it. Yeah, it, they're not getting rid of it. It's not happening just because meme, and it, mm-hmm. Jefferson likes it. I guess. Uh, the so, poor yeah. man has ridden it so many times. I don't know how he still gets stuff done. I. Leave it to him. <laughs> he, yeah, he, that that can be his business. Yep. So SLCs in general are not good. Um, just like every coach on this list. Yes, that's true. Here's what I will say about them: for the like mid-range parks, um, thinking Wild Adventure, thinking like a Michigan's Adventure, it works well because those parks do not need a full, but does not make financial sense for them to have a full on B&M invert. Would it be a better ride? Yes. But do they need it? No. Cause the average general public person, they don't care. You know, I, I think I am going to try to throw out something positive here, which is going to be rare with this segment for the next couple weeks. But I am, I mean, I'm obviously going to ride them for the credits, but I am going to go in with, like, an open mindset to mainly fly the Great Nor'easter and, like, Roller Coaster Mayan at uh, Energylandia, because those have the newer restraints and apparently are actually decent. So I'm I'm willing to give them the, a chance to at least have a few SLCs that can make mm-hmm. up for it. Because the SLC layout punches, it's just that the track work and the trains are all crap, and it rattles and beats you up the whole way. Replace them all with STCs, please. That'd be nice. That won't happen, though. No, it wouldn't happen. So, yep, there's Vacoma SLCs for week one of Awful Vacoma Clones. Um, We'll be back. Mm, excuse me, sorry. We'll be back next week with either Boomerangs, uh, family suspended family coasters, or the dreaded Flying Dutchman. The Flying Dutchman. And by that we mean Nighthawk. Yep. Okay, now we've got some trip announcements. Yep, this gonna, one... Let's, we're, let's switch the order, because that's the order. Let's switch the okay. order. Yeah. Okay, first one is... I have full intentions of being at, on the day this drops, I should be at Dollywood for their media walkthrough event. Um, So stay tuned to um, 
Coaster Studios for all of that because I'm going on behalf of Coaster Studios and Taylor. Uh, but also keep an eye on my story because there will definitely be some stuff that I post there. So stay tuned for a bunch of that. We'll have plenty to talk about the progress of Lightning Rod, the progress of Thunderhead, progress on Mystery Mine, and whatever they're going to announce because they have told us they, they're going to announce something. Who knows what? Who knows, Mystery Mine. Um, in our next trip, this is okay, a first. We gotta cry, then we can talk about it. Then we gotta uh, cry. Some yeah. More. So story time. Uh, me, Jack, and Jack's dad were supposed to be at the Drunk Riders El Stumble this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, that this past didn't. Weekend. Yes, that's past weekend. So obviously Texas decided to freeze over the week we were supposed to go, and Six Flags Fiesta Texas closed up. Uh, mm-hmm. so we pulled out. We we're like, nah, we good. Um, yeah. we didn't really pull out. My dad and I's flights got canceled because we were flying yeah. through Dallas to get there. And by the time we had even reached a decision of like, is it even possible for us to get to Texas? Fiesta said they're going to be closed. So then we were like, there's no point in even looking to see if there's another way to get to Texas. So. Right. So now we're going this weekend, which. Yep, we're going. Yep. So it's no longer the Drunk Riders Elf Stumble in Texas. It's the Twisted Travelers Take Texas, which is a great number of T's that I'm definitely going to parody for some sort of logo. We are T4. T5. What if you count the the? Oh, oh, we might have Twisted uh, Travelers Take Texas. T4. Yeah, there will be a T4 logo for that. All right. I'll work on that later. We're going on Um, the T4 trip. Yep, the T4 trip. That's what it's going to be called. So what are we doing on this T4 trip? We are going to Six Flags Fiesta, Texas, ZDTs, and SeaWorld San Antonio. But more importantly, we're going to In-N-Out, Whataburger, and Bucky's. <laughs> Heck yeah. I, I'm i excited for I, that almost as much as I am for the parks. I was going to say, I think we've, we've spent just as much time texting and talking about like what food we're going to get in Texas it's, as it's we have about the rides we're going to get in Texas. Heck yeah. But uh, um, if you go Texas, way back and listen to the my review of Fiesta Texas video, or not video, um, podcast episode, you're going to hear my lots of happy words. So I'm excited to go back, and I really want to ride Rattler more than one time if it's not having horrible operations. But yeah, it's going to be a good trip riding Stingray, Steel Eel, Gal Gadot, and uh, Rattler. We're going to have some fun. And uh, yeah, so I think we're both really excited to finally get on Texas Stingray. Um if you want to pray for us, if Boardwalk Bullet is reopened by this weekend, we have every intention of going over the Kenna and getting on Boardwalk Bullet. We need it. Um, so, yeah, we've got a fun weekend planned with Texas. That's just the first trip this year. There's a bajillion more lined up. This is going to uh, be a massive year, people. Like You have no idea how many trip reports you're going to be getting. And obviously follow us on our Instagram uh, and Twitter. And both the Twisted Travelers Instagram and Twitter, Thrilling Moments Photography, and my personal Instagram, because you'll be getting live updates from parks and stuff too. It's going to be a good year. Yeah, we've so we've got a ton. We've got a ton of our sleeves. Like we've teased that all episode. We got guests. We've got episodes. 
oh, I think we the GP challenge is coming back. That has already been confirmed. Yeah. Mazden is ready to defend her title. We'll see what we'll we'll see how it goes. I mean, I think this year we put money on it. Just hard cult. Just hard. Uh, money. Well, we can talk about this later. This okay. So we got a couple of questions. Uh, can I put the thing out in our Discord server? It's like, hey, if you've got any questions you want us to answer on the podcast, let us know. We'll do it. We have yeah, we have two questions. Um, I am going to the Discord right now to see who's from real quick. Um, while you're doing that, so the first question is, who will be the next manufacturer to build their first Giga Coaster? So B&M and Intamin are out. What manufacturer is going to build a Giga Coaster next? And Morgan, sorry, forgot they that thing existed. Right. So you've got this. Really, starts to narrow it down. Um. There's no way it's going to be a wood coaster, so that rules out Gravity Group and GCI immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, so then it's really down to Vacoma, Mock, and um, RMC. It ain't going to be RMC. No, I do not think it will be RMC, so it's down to Vacoma or Mock. <sighs> Let me think for a minute. When ain't going to be SNS? I was no. trying to think of any other potential options. Mm, you see, because I I could see either, but I, I, I'd probably say Mach before Vacoma. Yeah, I, I really see Mach being the one to try to do something DC Rivals style. Um, the thing with Giga Coasters... There aren't many parts left that have the necessity for a giga coaster. Um, Magic Mountain is one of the only ones that pops to mind. I could see Energylandia getting one because they're Energylandia. Um, BGT. But I, maybe. I'd hope uh, so I someday, could, but who knows? Bush Gardens, Tampa, maybe. Bush Gardens, Williamsburg, maybe. But the rest of these parks that don't that don't have a giga coaster, they really don't have the means for one. The means or the need for one. Right, um, I, maybe Hershey in like twenty years. But even well, that's the other thing. Hershey is already pretty landlocked as is. They'd have to clear out room, yeah. Yeah, so you're running into this issue of like, who even needs the giga coaster? And then when it gets to it. Like, are you going to go on... Because when you spend that much money, are you really going to go out on a limb and say, yeah, we'll give it to the new kid? Or are you going to go with Intamin or B&M who both know what they're doing with their gigas? I am going to throw out a wild card option, I think. And you're going to laugh, but when you think about it, it kind of makes sense. You know where I'm going? Maybe. Golden Horse. (laughs) Honestly, would not surprise me. Like I could, I mean, low key. Could you see I mean, some Chinese Chinese park be like Golden Horse build us a Giga? Yeah, I can see it now. It's just like halfway up the list. It's gonna switch from B and M track to Intamin track too. I mean, I think the dives that they did were pretty big. So they've done big coasters now. Yeah, though they're, tr- they're 
I love Gordon Horse primarily because of their identity crisis coasters, where they switch from B and M to Intamin Track just at random. Yeah. Um, and I would if, see if they built a gig, it would have to have that. If it had that, I would be like must ride. If it were just normal, I'd be like, yeah, maybe one day. But, yeah. Golden Horse, I could see it. I don't know. But yeah, Mock or Vacoma are probably the main two. I'd go Mock simply because they have more experience with legitimate hyper coasters at the moment. I mean, they have Flash at Leewood Adventure. They have Hyper Coaster, hyper coaster uh, and, and Turkey Rivals. and then DC Rivals, right? And, and they've I mean, also just, done the Megas, the Megalites. And they've done type. the Megas. I think Mock would be my choice. I would love to see a Mock Giga Coaster. Um, but, like, again, I don't know of any parks that really need a Giga Coaster. And if they were going to get one, they're going to get it from B&M or Intamin, I think. Right. So, um, so yeah, that's that's a great question. Next, This next one, I feel like we can really dig into and we'll stretch this out for 10, 15 minutes. Um, what manufacturer is going to be the most successful and push the industry forward for the next, in the near future, we'll say for the next 10 years or so? Real quick, uh, both of these questions are from Klaus Quiznos over on the Discord. Shout out to you. Okay. We can break, we can break this question down into multiple parts. Okay, most successful manufacturer over the next 10 years. Oh, see, I think, I think a safe bet is to go mock. Because they're now in the Cedar Fair circle. They've worked with SeaWorld as well, and now they're working with Six Flags too. So they've really got the three biggest, and, and Hershend. So they have all four of the biggest chains in the U.S. who have already built coasters for them. And then obviously they're doing their thing over in Europe. And in China, they're building that crazy hyper thing. So really, the... They have not had a major mess up. It's looked like to me so far, they've been reliable and I don't see them failing. Yeah, I could see mock. Okay, here's my my first thought. We can compare the two. I would say Intamin cuz if you look at their lineup over the next couple of years, Velocicoaster, Pantheon, Conda, uh the Park Asterix ride, just the name, the beginnings, and we just know these new Intamins just keep coming. They just continue to pop up like, oh, Park's getting a new Intamin. And they really have... They went from being in like 2017, 2018 to that like old horse that no one cared about anymore, to now they're giving RMC a run for their money with their own... with RMC's elements. And quite frankly it's refreshing to see a new steel multi-launch coaster like Velocicoaster, which is my desktop. I agree. I agree. Right I, I do. Yeah. Intamin. I agree that it, Intamin will be successful, but I don't think that it will be as successful as mock as far as how many projects are going to get, how often you're going to see them pop up simply because mocks are smaller and they have more chains and buyers behind them already. I mean, they had Copperhead, worked out well. They're already building Aquaman with Six Flags. They built Time Traveler. And um, with SeaWorld, they've done Manta. They they worked on Journey to Atlantis. So, so I they have enough behind them to where I don't see anybody else being more successful than them. 
the issue with the with Mac is we we're looking at like this year and next year and they've got stuff but we don't know what's happening Intamin, we know they've got projects lined up for years that we already know about, which is why I see them being the more successful one because they've just continued to. That it really kind of felt like it started with Hagrid, and it's just continuing to snowball as we continue to see them build new stuff. Veloc again, Velocicoaster, you've got the Terran clone, you've got the Cheetah Hunt near clone. These things just continue to pop wherever you look, and we continue to see it's like oh, another one coming in twenty twenty three. We've got rumors of stuff in 2024 already and that's just not there for the mock rides well not yet i, I mean the, not yet not there's no other manufacturer that has done that what like what intamin's doing and i'm i'm not gonna say that that's just because intamin is getting lined up to sell coasters because i don't think that's the case you know especially not with chains behind them i mean it I think that's, that's probably just Intamin's business model. They've planned way, way far ahead. Nobody else is doing that. I think if the case was they're lining up for coasters, you would see that with other manufacturers as well. Fair. So I but, think I, I, I get what you're saying and you have a point, but I don't see anybody being more successful than Mock just because of their reliability and already having a good name with so many different parks and chains um i mean good name might be pushing it but that's the same with intamin <laughs> intamin good name that it's not just pushing it for intamin the, like you really think cedar fair is ever going to trust intamin again ever ever i mean eventually really unless Every cedar fair completely time. changes no, I don't see it. Everything changes over time. It's, well, if that's the case, it's going to be a long time. I mean, I didn't say how fast of a time it would be, but I could see eventually that happening. Maybe 70 years from now or something like that, but I, not in, anywhere in the near future. I think both yeah. are good answers because obviously both already have projects lined up. So we'll see. Yeah. So, okay. So that's what we think is going to be the most successful, but who's going to push the industry forward? SNS. Maybe. I don't know. SNS is actually access. making new concepts. So we have access. What else have, have they done? Well, they brought back 40s with 40 free spins, and you can talk about the clones, but that already was something that pushed a new coaster into a lot of parks. But, so but there's that's that. in the past. That's in the past. That's not now. Right, but that's not to say that they're not future. they're not already working on something. I mean, what other manufacturer has made a new concept in any recent so, time other than the Extreme Spinner? And even then, that's just a spinning coaster with an extra magnet, like you told me in text one time, Jack. Raptor. Raptor, okay. That's the one. And then Intamin has, of course, completely revamped all of their coaster models. I mean, um, yeah, but is that really pushing the industry forward? Do you think well, Intamin's I mean, going to start another coaster war or bring anything completely new and different to the table that we haven't seen anywhere else? It depends on how you look at it, I think. Because I already have done that in the last couple of years. Because, I mean, 
we're looking now at like high speed switch tracks, which were something people had thought of but never been able to implement. But then we're also looking at like arrive with Hagrid's how that has taken storytelling on a roller coaster to a completely different level that five or six years ago just wasn't possible. Mm. Wasn't possible? I mean, other than the high-speed switch track, the only problem would be the money. Well, it's the money. I mean, you and I counted. They've got like 20-something trains for that right, ride. Right, but I mean, that, that, that would always be possible. It just somebody would but, have to pay for it. Animatronics, the drop track, the switch tracks. Right. And I, it's just that they've they've shown that they can do something that is not just a roller coaster with some trees and some animatronics. It is a full experience. And there's never been really anything. The only thing like it is Everest. But even then, you look at Hagrid's versus Everest, and Hagrid's just dials the roller coaster. It's like, oh, we got how many launches? Six or some crap. See, I... I think that this question depends mostly on your definition of pushing the industry forward. That's because mm-hmm. what I think what what you're saying is just as far as who's going to make a lot of coasters with a level of uniqueness that is rare. What I'm thinking was saying SNS, which is a wild card, because who knows how they're going to be successful as the SNS. I mean, they're the only country our country. They're the only manufacturer that does air launches, right? As far as I know. And then you've got Axis, um, which is completely unique. They're the only company that's doing 4Ds. So if we're talking new concepts and bringing something completely new to the table, I think SNS is 100% the answer. But I, I, I get what you're saying as well. Well, the other issue with SNS is I've got to, you know, actually get someone to buy one of these things. Um, Guarantee you Fiesta, Texas. <laughs> it would be nice. Bet you it'll happen. But, and then there's also the possibility that it's there's another concept from a manufacturer that we don't know about that they're going to come out and dark horse us with sometime in the near future. Right. Um, I mean, we've heard from... The Drunk Riders did a great interview with uh, a guy, what is his name, from Zamperla. And the interview he gave sounds like they have a bunch of stuff up their sleeve that they're going to reveal over the next couple of years. And it makes it that sound like they have some very exciting stuff planned. Um, I don't know if it's going to push the industry forward, but it sounds like they're really wanting to push what they do with their roller coasters. Yeah, I'd also like to give a quick shout out to Gerslauer um, because it's gone more undetected undetected but they've done some weird stuff i mean lately you've had let's see panic coaster back then which whatever whatever that ride is geki on live they did the first spinner um with an inversion and then you had one of the infinities that they built that has a button to vote to switch the train's direction as far as whether it's going backwards or forwards they've been doing inverted spikes and also, the Infinity Coaster is, like, the most versatile coaster model out there, probably. So. I'd, I'd give that a tie between that and, like, a mock launch coaster. Or a mock 
Yeah. Um, I mean, Gers. The the thing with Gerslauer is that they just don't put in the U.S. They don't put coasters in often enough, and the rides they do put in, with like the exception of Hangtime and Monster, are all pretty basic. Um. Yeah, they're basic for what they've made as a model, but I mean, other than Raptors now, which Gersauer was making Eurofighters and Infinities before RMC was making Raptors, they really came in and made the most solid model for compact steel coasters for small parks. That's not a Vacoma boomerang. Well, that's good. Yes. <laughs> and the Eurofighter has its merits there, but then, I mean, let's just get right to it. You and I both want a Karnan in the States. Please give Karnan in the States, yes. So, um, yeah. I feel like we could debate this all night, because there's so, and it goes back to what you said, There's so, you have to decide, define what does successful mean, you have to define what does pushing the industry forward mean, and we're not even we haven't even mentioned it. We're not even taking into account what the pandemic has done to our industry. We're just kind of like, yeah, here's what could happen. But with the pandemic parks are not in a buying mode right now. They're in a survival mode. So we, we already know that we probably aren't going to see many new roller coasters pop up over the next two or three years as they recover from not being able to open in 2020. Um, but I think what that gives manufacturers the time to do is they've got the time to tinker and experiment. And when it parts are ready for something new, they can come to the table with something that's not just like a remix of an old favorite. It is something new. Yeah, I agree. It You could really go many different directions with the answers to any of those questions and have a point. Uh yeah. But I, I think there's a lot of different options, but I think we went over pretty much all the good ones. Yeah, I mean we could we could spend all day talking about how Golden Horse is Golden Horse is the best manufacturer of all time and needs to be put on a pedestal, but mm-hmm. Well, I think that does it, huh? Yeah. So that is yeah, we're back. Um good little question segment there at the end talking about the next couple years of the industry what it's gonna look like what we want it to look like that get, that should give you a good idea of what chris and i want the industry to look like yeah um very good steel coasters that's that's the sum it up steel coasters that are good right so uh next week if all goes to plan assuming we still get to go to Texas because at this point I'm just like, if we go, we go. If we get canceled again, it gets canceled again. Um, so next week you'll have Dollywood, uh, re- report from my media event. You'll have a Texas trip report. And then we're going to start getting into some guests in the week after that, I think. So the one final thing we got to do though, I've said both their names at the beginning of the show our patrons but if you are a patron that is either a diamond or diamond elite member you get your name right at the end of each show that's going to be a staple so right now we have one of those bryant from coaster 365 thank, thank you, you again your name could go here and With you could legend. get you know like 
a direct like line to us via a specific discord channel and the fact that we're really active so i mean if you're in our server you have a direct line to us drop us a note let us know something give us ideas suggestions yeah we're all we're pretty much always there we check it i check it at least twice a day yeah so but yeah your name could go here all of the links for Patreon, the Discord server, to my poster collections, and to our socials are in are at the bottom of the show description. So yeah, we're, I'm happy to be back. Yeah, I'd say the last thing. Um, follow us on Twitter at Twisted Traveler, but the R is a one. Follow us on Instagram at Twisted underscore Travelers. Follow my personal Instagram at Twisted Travelers Chris. And Jack, you want to do your shout outs? Yep. And then it is at Thrilling Moment on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure to check that out. Also, I got to do one more shout out. A couple weeks ago, we did a fun ep- spinoff episode of the Drunk Riders podcast called Mike's Meat, where we talked all about barbecue and we ate barbecue. Go listen to that. It was a ton of fun. We spend mo- we barely even mention roller coasters. It's a ton of fun. So go listen to that. Right. And we'll see y'all hopefully in Texas. See you soon. Thanks for listening to the Twisted Travelers podcast.